if you have something on your schedule, then you then when somebody needs you or wants you or you need or there's something required of you, you can schedule around it. And so having a schedule is super important to be productive and to make that time for the deep work. Welcome to Champions Mojo Weekly Podcast, where your hosts Kelly Palace and Maria Parker share with you what it takes to be a champion. Kelly is a former Division I head swim coach, Olympic trials qualifier, and holds Masters World and National Swimming Records, and Maria holds world records in endurance cycling, and was the overall women's winner of the world's toughest bike race, Race Across America. They'll be sharing their personal stories and wisdom, along with interviewing other champions to give you the tools you need for becoming a true champion in your own life. And now, your host, Kelly Palace. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Champions Mojo Podcast. We promise that today's show is going to bring value to your life. We could all use some help with time management. I know that I can. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And we are going to give you five key points that will help you be more productive and make more time for the things that you love doing. And as always, I'm co-hosting with Maria Parker. Hello, Maria. Hi, Kelly. We've said before that time management may not sound like the most exciting topic to discuss, but it really is important in being productive and achieving your goals. If you're a checklist person like me, I think you're going to really benefit from today's show. Thanks, Maria. Yes. And I wanted to ask you, have you noticed with all these super successful champions that we've interviewed so far, many of them mention time management as a tool that they count on? Yes, Kelly, I have noticed that. So let's dig into the five pillars of time management that our research for this show brought up. And I'll take number one, prioritizing the toughest thing on your to-do list first. So I think prioritizing is probably the master key to all time management. People who are known as champions or who are productive have more than they can do on their list every day. I I make lists. In fact, I'm sitting here looking at a list that's 14 pages long of things that I would like to do. There's no way I'm going to be able to do all of them. So in order to be really productive in the things that I care the most about, I have to look through my list each day. Now, this, this, this list is for the whole week, but I have to look through the list and say, okay, what is going to be, what's the most important thing I can do today to achieve my goals or to, to get where I want to go? You know, you have lots, you know, everybody understands the, the difference between urgent and important. I think the most important thing to do is prioritize what's important. Make sure that you can write down three things that you have to get done that day to move you towards your goals. And prioritizing is really tough because, like I said, for those of us who are productive, we often get asked to do lots of things. And if you're like me, you like to say yes. <laughs> In fact, that's a problem for me. I say yes to too many things. So I have to say, no, I can't do that because I have prioritized working towards this goal or doing this project. So this is what you call eating the frog, right? Yeah. I mean, I think when we talk about prioritizing doing the toughest thing, it doesn't necessarily have to be, to me, the toughest thing, although it is good to get the hard stuff out of the way. <laughs> um, but for me, it's, it's, uh, it is eating the frog in terms of making sure 
that I am doing what's important first. And often that is the hard thing because I've been putting it off. <laughs> so um, let's see. Let me give you an example. I'm, I'm working on a project that for work uh, where I have to do some research uh, to learn about a new way to sell our bicycles. And it's, it's a, it's very difficult for me. It's not something I understand. And the, um, the very next thing on the list is for me to understand it, to wrap my arms around it, to do the research. And so I've got, I've got to do the research. And, and the last thing I want to do first thing in the morning is to sit down at my desk and do the research that I need to do to understand this new uh, selling style. But it's, it's important. It's important for the success of my business. And so I will do that first. Yes, that's very, very important. And I, it brings me to number two, which is something that is so important and makes us so much more productive, and that's called eliminating distractions. So another, the the flip side of saying that would be to focus. And I think what we have, and yet another word of focus is a is a buzzword that's out there that I think is we're all so lacking, but I can see you doing your research. And that is called deep thinking. Deep thinking is a skill that many of our thought leaders on productivity think that we're all missing now because we can become so distracted with everything from our cell phones going off to things in your environment that are distracting you. But mostly it's it's technology that's distracting us. And I'll tell you, who is just a master of knocking out terribly hard to-do list is my husband, Mark. He is absolutely the most disciplined person when it comes to not having distractions. And he's it's, it's an area that I've learned from him on that we can actually, it, it can kind of make me feel badly, but then I respect him so much that he will get into a deep, he, he will do something that he needs to think deeply on. So for example, we're realtors. So having to write a, write a lease or write a contract for the sale of a house or to do comparative market analysis, this takes deep thinking. You cannot be pinging your, you know, being pinged by your phone or, or having me walk over and say, oh, what are we doing this weekend? Mark <laughs> will, I know, he will tell me, do not talk to me for the next 30 minutes. And he does it in the most Marine Corps mode of, I'm serious, don't talk to me for 30 minutes. And so, I, I really respect that and I've learned to do that, but he does it so well and he can chunk out these big, deep thinking projects from, like I said, just a lot of legal real estate um, contracts are just, they just require a lot of thinking. So I have learned that from him and then I did a little little deeper research for this topic today for our listeners is that we are 40% more productive and we finished our projects 40% faster if we are completely focused. So that means turn off your phones, tell your roommates or your spouses, or you know, don't let somebody come up to you and interrupt you because it takes uh, a huge effort to get back, to get your mind back to where it was. A big pillar of number two is 
to eliminate distractions, get into that deep thinking mode and focus on what you have to do. Uh, that's that's really true. And it is the buzzword right now. Everybody's talking about it because we've become a society of distractions. You know, my phone dings and buzzes and it keeps you from really concentrating on something. And for me, the best time to do deep work or deep concentrated is in the morning. So you have to know your schedule. And I just, yeah, I turn off my phone. I put it in another room, actually. <laughs> and I will make myself, I, I set time blocks because if I set a block for I'm going to get through this right now, then I, you know, I, I may or may not do it. But I, I tell myself, okay, for the next two hours, I'm going to be working on this project that is my frog or whatever that requires focused work. Um, and I think that's one thing you have to know about yourself is when is it, when are you most likely to be able to do your focused work and make sure you you put that put that work on the calendar at the right time which brings us to number three which is put it on the schedule um so uh, this is kind of classic time management schedule your day i think when you i know for me and it's probably true for you too kelly that the things that are already routine for me, I do not have to put on a schedule. I know that when I wake up in the morning, I've got a routine where I exercise, I shower, I pray, I do the things. I don't have to have those on the schedule. My schedule starts around 8.30 in the morning. And that's when I have to put the important, the three important things down that I know I have to get done. And I put those on the schedule. And if I have those on the schedule, by the end of the day, when I look back, I won't put for instance, if, if somebody needs to meet with me or something, I'll, I'll say, I'm sorry, I'm busy. I'm busy from 10 to, to noon, you know, doing my deep work. I won't say that. I'll say I have a meeting or an appointment. Um, so if you have something on your schedule, then you then when somebody needs you or wants you or you need or there's something required of you, you can schedule around it. And so having a schedule is super important to be productive and to make that time for the deep work we were just talking about. And I try to do that most days. I try to, you know, I write down the three big things that I need to do. And then I try to make, put them in a time schedule. And then when something comes up, I say, nope, you know, busy from one to two. Can't do that. Or, or what do you, do you have a system like that, Kelly? Yes. And I have actually had to tweak my system a little bit today. I've been really looking forward to talking with you about time management because you and I even share our Google calendars so I can look and say, oh, this is where Maria is. This is what Maria is doing. That is, that is one of the things I wanted to talk about is the Google calendars are great if you're, if you need to share with people. So when we're talking about scheduling, the other thing I wanted to touch on is Yes, you are one of the most disciplined people I know, like my husband. You don't have to put on your schedule to exercise or pray or shower. But I want to talk to someone that isn't as disciplined, that maybe doesn't have exercise already in their routine. And the again, the thought leaders say, put exercise on your calendar. If and unless like like for you, it's automatic. You roll out of bed, you go for a run, or you get your exercise done. But I really think putting exercise on there is important if you're not an automatic exerciser. And and then the one thing I wanted to add to this number three point of of putting it on the schedule is putting fun things on the schedule. Yeah, which, that's a really you know, good point. Yeah, and and because if you don't, you're just from task to task to task. Also, putting you know date date time 
with your significant other because family time, feel schedule family it. time, date time, schedule it so that it so that it's in there. And I wanted to throw in what I learned today. I'm really excited. I've got a, a big uh retreat that I'm leading this weekend. I'm going to be doing a Champions Mojo retreat and actually um, doing it with Trish Blackwell, who's been on our show uh, with her College of Confidence. So we're going to we're going to go meet with the um, North Carolina State women's swimming team, and we're going to lead their leadership retreat weekend talking about leadership, and we're going to talk about the techniques of champions and helping them set up Wonderful. a great season. And so I am I'm up in the mountains right now, and the closest staples is 45 minutes away or the closest place <laughs> to get a handbook printed. So Trish and I have been working feverishly all week to get this handbook put together. I, I want to have it completely, you know, ready to pick up on my way to Raleigh uh, this weekend or on Friday morning. And so I drove 45 minutes in there. And when I'm in town like that, I want to go on a big grocery shop. So Mark gives me this big grocery list. So I have and then I have to be back to, to record with you at four o'clock. So I leave myself literally as like a 15 minute buffer for each of those things, which is one of the things that I wanted to say is an extra thing. So on my way out of the driveway, I go down our beautiful mountain road here with trees and I run into one of my close, close friends on the mountain who's out on a run and I see her and I wave to her and yet I did not schedule any time in there to talk with her. So I said, right. I'm so sorry, Pam. I'm going to be a little short. I've got to get into Boone and get back and grocery shop and I got to be back by four o'clock. So, so this is what happened. So I come out of Staples and I have a good solid hour to grocery shop. The undercarriage of my car, which has this plastic kind of heavy plastic sheet that covers the undercarriage had somehow become unlodged and dropped down to the bottom of the car and it was dragging along oh, the no. road. Oh no. So oh, no. yeah. So I come out of Staples. I now have one hour to shop, but I can't go to shop because my car uh needs repair. So I take it, you know, over to this gas station where, you know, the guy says, well, let me see if I have the right bolt. It's missing a bolt. He brings out three different bolts. Long and short, it takes 45 minutes, which leaves me 15 minutes to shop for a good, you know, like I had a huge grocery list. So I fly into the grocery store like an athlete on a mission. I I shop like a, <laughs> literally like jogging down the aisle. <laughs> I literally look. I, it's you know it's three o'clock. It's I have to be on the road at three fifteen so I can be home for four o'clock for you. I literally throw you know like just a bunch of stuff in the grocery cart. I am in the car driving at three fifteen, so I've made it. But the actual stress level, the cortisol rolling through my body, it was just not worth um, it. Not, not worth, worth it. it. So the the moral of my story is and, and you know, I probably was driving too fast that one of the things we don't talk about putting on our schedules are buffers. I, I mean, maybe other Margin. people do, but I've just I have not I've never done that. I just think that 
with all the things that we have going on that maybe an extra 15 minutes for any for every appointment. So that that was my lesson on put it on the schedule. So I think that's really you- important. And what you're really talking about is flexibility. Because in the end, for me, if if I have an interaction with family or with somebody I love or somebody I care about, a friend uh, that takes you know, that's a surprise or takes longer than I anticipate. I'm, I always tell myself, wait, wait a minute here. What's more important? Is it to have all the grocery shopping done before I leave? Or is it to interact, you know, with this, you know, with, with my loved one who may or may not be in need. Now that's not always the case. You could, you could have your whole day sucked up by social interactions, right? I mean, you know, that, that don't mean that much. So, I mean, I, I think in each moment, like I'm like you, I mean, I'll have my day scheduled down, you know, to the, to the, to the quarter hour, even with buffers and, you know, and, and something will come up. And, you know, and I have to make a decision in that moment. Okay, is this thing that comes is that's come up here? Is this something that, you know, that fits in with my values to, to, to switch my schedule around? So, I mean, I think you have to have buffer, you have to have flexibility, you know, and, and otherwise, you know, <laughs> otherwise your life means nothing. I mean, you could, you could get everything done in your, on your to-do list. And, and if you miss an opportunity with family or friends or whatever it is that you value, then, you know, it's, it's silly. So, you know, there, there is, for me, I'm always, I'm always, you know, doing that balance. I live next door to my, my grandchildren. So if they come running out of the house calling my name, you know, I, I right. can't, I'm not, I'm not going to hide out. I, you know, right. I need to spend, I need to spend 15 minutes blowing bubbles instead of uh, maybe making dinner or whatever, you know, or, or making that sales call. So I, I think, think that's it's beautiful. I, I think it's a yeah. it's a it's a it's an area that you have to know your values in. I guess that's that would be my my comment on that. I love that, and that's like the north star to guide you. Yes, and I, right. I think in that in that moment, I I literally when I was leaving there, I thought, you know what, I'm I'm going to skip the groceries. We'll just you know, but then Mark is like my number one priority of everything in the whole world, right? And, to show up with no groceries, his little face would have been just crestfallen if I didn't, if I didn't have So it was his, a choice you know, of love. It was a choice was, of love to go sprinting just, through the grocery store. Yeah, I, I got, you didn't I need got, the food, you're leaving. Yeah. I just got the items that he wanted because I knew the things that he wanted. <laughs> so that was it. I, I couldn't disappoint yeah. him. He was my North Star guiding me. So, um, yeah. so that was number three. So, That's so good. far... Our three, just leading up, because repetition is the mother of learning, we're, we're prioritizing the most important thing as number one. We're eliminating distractions as number two. We're putting it on the schedule with some flexibility. And then number... And buffer. Did I say number three? Number, number yeah, one, two, number three. three. Yeah, and number four is... This one is the one, Maria, that, you know... I've tried to help you with, <laughs> and, and I'm yes. good at it for some reason. And even even the sentence that you're about to yes. say is going to hurt me. <laughs> Just say no. All right, oh. that's number four. Just say no. I know it's hard. You know, it's, it's harder it's, for some than others. It's harder for some than others. I, I so- Jim and I were. We're just talking yes. about this in the car. You know, why is it hard for me to say no? And I think it's partly being a middle child and trying to make everybody happy. 
Yes, people pleasers have a real problem with saying no. And we talked about this just a little bit in, I think it was our rest and relaxation podcast earlier, but it's simply that if, you know, you don't have to say why you're saying no and, and you don't have to say, and Mark and I have this saying that I love, which is it's not as much, I mean, it's, it's not what you say sometimes it's how you say it. So if someone asks you to do something that you don't, you know, you don't have time for, you don't, your, your initial insight is like, oh, I don't have time for that, but I don't want to say no to this person. Just being very sweet when you say no and just say, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I don't have time for that in my schedule, period, period, period. There doesn't have to be an explanation of it, of why you don't have time or all the things that you have you know, to do. And, and then I think this helped you the last time we talked about it was that I think that that frees up this person to get someone who can really give it their full attention. And, you know, that, that is, that just kind of frees me when I say no, a lot of people will ask me to do things and I'll just say no. And then I'll think, you know, they'll, they'll get somebody that'll do a better job than I would have done. And, and I don't, maybe that's rationalization, but I think to be no, able I think that's to really, say no. I think that's really true. I mean, and that's there are lots of techniques in saying no that I have that I have toyed with over the years because as Kelly has constantly reminded me that you know I say yes to too many things. So one one technique on that is if you can't say no, say do not say yes. Say let me think about it and give yourself. 24 hours, or let me talk with my significant other about it. And that gives you an opportunity to, because in my, in my moment, I want to make everybody happy. <laughs> so in, right, in the right. moment, somebody, somebody will ask me to do something else. Like, yeah, sure. I, yeah, I can, I can do that. But I have learned to say, let me, let me think about it. Well, not always, but I'm, I'm trying to get <laughs> better at that. The, the other thing is you're absolutely right. It's reminding yourself that you're not the savior of the world. That there are right. other people out there who can, who may be able to do it, who probably will be able to do it better than you can. And for me, the third thing is don't, don't offer. Like sometimes, right. you know, I, being a middle, again, a middle child and a people pleaser, I, I am paying attention to the people around me and their needs and, and an idea will pop into my head and I'll think what they need is this. And I'll offer to do things that I have no business offering to do. Because I, you know, I've got my schedule is full. And um, Maria, Maria, that is the second half of what I, of, of my notes is say no to yourself because right. it's not just like you and I are very much, I'm, I'm a middle child too. And, and I still am a people pleaser, but I know that I'm going to make the people that I've said yes to much happier, like a, an A plus happy than making everybody like a C plus happy if I do everything. So um, <laughs> that's a good but, way to think yeah, about it. Yeah, it's 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 also say no to yourself, and and that that is the other part. And I wanted to to mention getting back to you saying, well, let me think about it. You know, uh, my dad, your father in law, kindly known as or lovely trog, the trog, as we call him, troglodyte. He is a 
big fan of Japanese culture. So we, as, as you know, in our family, we hear a lot about Japanese culture because dad loves Japanese culture and he spent some time in Japan. And he says that the Japanese people never say no, that they have a saying that they always, even if it's flat no, you know it's no, but he said, you know that it's no when they say to you, I will seriously consider it. So that's that's a very the Japanese people are very polite people. They don't say no. And their version of no, my dad says, and this is just his own his experience, is I will seriously consider it. So maybe you need to take on the Japanese culture and say, Oh, let me seriously consider it. And then you can call them back and say no. But um yeah. so it so dad got that to be so ingrained in me as a youngster. I'm surprised you haven't heard this as the Parker family lore. You probably have if you think about it. So at one point when I was younger, I would ask dad for something and he would say, I would, I'll seriously consider it. And I knew it was a no. So um, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was his little, little joke about. So, um, you know, I, I work with um, Chinese and Chai uh, Chinese suppliers for my bicycle company, and they're very similar. They will not say no, but okay. not out yeah. outright, I guess. Um, but but you do, they do indicate to you that they they can't do it. Um, in yep. in yep. American culture, it's you know it's different, and sometimes you have to be, you know, more direct. But I think that you know the saying no, to not offering, saying give, you know, let me think about it. Just and remembering what you value and what you want, and you know if 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 you're saying you know there used to be a commercial on TV the guys the guys saying I can do that I can do that I can do that and then you know he, he hangs up the phone he says how am I going to do that I mean you know you you can fill your life so that you're working for everybody else and you don't you are not leading the life that you want to leave the thoughtful life that you want to leave with your values and this this is something that I think about a lot because I want to continue valuing you know certain things and when i say that that means i'm spending time on those things you know and i my brother-in-law always said you know you can tell what people value by what they spend their time and their money on and if you're saying yes to everything what you're saying yes to is your own ego cuz you want to be liked or needed by you know many people and that's you know that's something i have to talk to and uh, about my you know lecture myself on all the time and kelly holds me accountable thank you kelly Oh, love it. Love it. All right, Maria, you got number five. Yeah, number five. And this one is so great. I'm just learning about it. And number five is delegate. Um, And people who have trouble saying no often also have trouble delegating. Delegating is asking other people to do some of the tasks that you don't need to be doing because you're too busy or because you have strengths in other areas. I got um, I've, I've thought a lot about delegating over the last year and I, I had the best experience. Um, last year I hired a personal assistant because I was spending a lot of time doing things that were uh, urgent and important, but not, not really moving me towards my goal. So I hired a personal assistant and she was fabulous. It took a while, but she was doing all these little things that I had been doing and it freed me up to work, do the deep work on the tough projects that I wanted to do. Um, so delegating, you have to have somebody to delegate to, and that's really important. Um, and you have to trust 
the people that you delegate. And sometimes that means that they're not going to do it exactly the way you do it. And so if, if you, if you can, if you have a, you know, a huge long to-do list and, and about three quarters of them are, are things that you don't need to be doing that anybody can do, you know, find someone who can do them for you. There's all kinds of online services that will help you to take care of travel arrangements or shopping. And, and, you know, in, in today's day and age, we can delegate electronically. Um, so there's, so, you know, if you make your, like my 14 page list of these, you know, of these things on my list, many of them I can, I can, I can put on, you know, I can do, give to somebody else to do, you know, and, and that's an investment too, to, to find someone or a service that will do it for you. That's a take. It took me, you know, we, we just moved. One of the things that I delegate is having my home cleaned it, it. And it just, I was so busy for a while. I couldn't stop to hire somebody <laughs> to clean my house. I finally just told myself I, you know, I had to do it. And so I, you know, I took, I took the hour or two that it took and I hired somebody and I'm just so relieved because now my house is always clean and it's just one thing off my to-do list. So delegating is, is, is a really important and, and sort of multifactorial skill, but, but I would encourage anybody whose to-do list seems overwhelming to work on thinking about how they can delegate. If you have a mother and you have children, your children can do a lot more than you think. It's going to take some time to train them. But one of the things that when I was a young mother is I would say to myself, what can the children be doing to, you know, that, that I'm doing right now? And they can do a lot of stuff. They can clean up them, their own toys. They can, they can do their, you know, they can put away their own clothing. They can dress themselves. They can even do dishes and so forth. So delegating is, is, is an important, and it's, it's a boss skill too. We have to learn to be effective, we have to learn to have other people help us. What, what experience have you had with delegating, Kelly? I think delegating is a great one. It, it's very hard for me. I, I have gotten, you know, just because of all the stuff that I have to do, and I've, I have been, you know, a leader of many people, so I've had to delegate at different times. But I, you know, just a little example that I think is great. You said technology is so helpful now. I'm I'm pretty good. I'm a pretty good graphic artist. I'm pretty good with software of creating, you know, websites and brochures and flyers and things that I do for, you know, different things that I'm into. But I've I found this new it's an online platform called Upwork, U-P-W-O-R-K, Upwork. And you can hire a graphic artist on there and put your price. I mean, literally, like if you if you want a flyer, you could put 20 bucks and you would get 10 responses from graphic artists all over the world that would do your, you know, do your thing. So I've, I've started, you know, I mean, I've always been a delegator. It's probably my hardest thing of these five things that we've gone over. But I think, I think it's just hugely important. And, and like, like Mark and I often say that, that our skill set at what we do has gotten, you know, gotten to a certain point. And if we're making X number of dollars an hour, do we want to do something that is 10% of that when we could hire somebody to do it? Everything from, you know, doing your yard work to changing the oil in your car. I mean, a lot of people, (laughs) I know a lot of guys that change the oil in their car and maybe, you know, it saves them what, 10 bucks, but it's certainly something that you can can get done for you. So I think that's a great one. Well, let me just, just add to that, that, you know, sometimes we do things because we enjoy them. Like I, I could, I could delegate cooking, but I like to cook a meal. 
So, sure. so, I mean, I'm not always going to be cooking, but I, it's, it's an unwind time for me. So I think you have to think to yourself, am I doing this because I want to do it or because I have to do it or because I'm trying to save five bucks or whatever, right. you know, you, we're both entrepreneurs and we know, you know, if we pay somebody to do it, something we could do ourselves is going to cost us something, but then we are free. We have the free time to do the deep work or, in our, you know, to love the people in our lives or whatever. So I really like delegating. I think it is really hard and it's an advanced skill. It is an advanced skill, which is probably why it's the hardest one for me. So just to summarize the one through five, uh, the first one is to prioritize the most important thing. Number two is eliminating distractions. Number three, put it on the schedule. Number four, just say no. Number five, delegate. And um, so Maria, the action that you're <laughs> going to take out of this, what, what, what are you going to take? out of here action yeah i uh, as we were just talking about delegating i was thinking of all the all the additional things that i could i can delegate i might even try to hire another personal assistant here you know i've moved so i i I couldn't take my assistant with me but she made my life so good so i you know i think i'm going to work this week on you know as i go through my list you know, figuring out what things I can delegate and then and then taking the time to do it because delegating it's like any other project. You have to put the front end wor- in, work in so that next week and next month you have the free time. And I think that's what keeps those of us who are super busy sometimes from from delegating. It's like, I don't have time to delegate. I got to just I know right. how to do this. I'm just right. going to do it. My action item for this week is to look through my list and uh, and and maybe create a separate list of things that can be delegated. I think that's great. And it's it's like sowing the seeds, like delegating. Right. You, you've got to train somebody. And I've been there so much like, oh, by the time I train an assistant, I, there was a a year period where I did have a personal assistant. And it was, you know, every week that I met with her, it was a lot of time to to meet and say, this is what I need done this week. But in the end, it was it was more productive for me. So yeah, it's 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 putting in that upfront time. So I love that. My takeaway, yeah, my action, and this one, I don't, I didn't go into it as much, but you did, and I totally get it. I'm gonna say no to me, not to. I mean, yes, I'm gonna just say no to things that I don't that other people ask me to do that I don't have time for. But like, for example. When the NC State coach asked me to do this leadership retreat this weekend, oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. There was not not even a second's hesitation of this is something that just, you know, it lights up every bulb in my tree. I love swimming, you know, I love I love NC State. I'm gonna be helping great young at it. women. I mean, it's like this was a huge, but it it's been a huge time. Um, taken a lot of my time, but I, yes, I love it. So there, there will be things that people ask you to do that, that are just right in your wheelhouse that you just jump off the couch. Yes, I want to do it. So I'm going to say no to the things that I don't want to do, but I'm like you in that I will see a need in a friend or a family member and then I'll volunteer to help them to myself, you know. So it's right, like, right. Uh, and, and and then I am not doing the other priorities in my life, or you know, like I said, I want to be doing an A plus for all the things that I've said yes to, and not a C plus to just too many things. So my action item is going to be stop with the wheels turning of how I'm, you know, because I'm a coach, a creator. Just okay, no. 
I, in fact, here's a, oh my gosh, this is perfect. I was going to start a second podcast. Oh and I thought, I, I even told you about it. I like, I had this idea mm. and I, and this is going to segue perfectly into our new clothes. So we had our Champions Mojo podcast reviewed by a, like, I think he's the greatest podcast coach out there, Dave Jackson. He's the school of podcasting. He has a show called the Podcast Review Show, and he reviewed our podcast. And I asked him, you know, it hey, was I'm great. About sec- yeah, it was great. It was great. And and one of the things which is we're going to talk about in our clothes, but he, I'm like, I think I want to start a second podcast. And he's like, don't do it. Don't do it. He said at one time, he had, <laughs> yeah, he had nine podcasts and he said, you know, he wished he just stayed with one. And that's what we're going to do I, for me. I'm going to stay with Champions Mojo. I love it. I'm going to make this an A plus and not a B plus and then another B plus of something else. So so that was my own little Mar- what Mark and I call an evil brain child. So I'm going to say <laughs> <laughs> an evil brain child. I, I have no. a lot of evil brain childs. Yeah, children. So <laughs> say no to the evil brain childs. And then we are getting ready to close. So on the podcast review show, Dave, it was actually, I believe it was after the recording had happened. Was it, Maria, did you hear us talking about our clothes or, or was it? on the recording. No, part. I don't think so. I don't think I heard okay, that part. So no. it was it was after the recording. So he had spent a great hour. He he and another podcast coach named Eric uh had spent an hour, you know, going over our show. And then he said, now is there anything else that you feel like you want to ask us? And I said, yes. I feel like at the end of each show, I stumble, I I stutter, I, I, I can't quite close it out right because every time I talk to Maria, I want to tell her that I love her because I do. Oh, that's I right. I you. do remember yeah. this. This was okay. fabulous. So I, I just, so it's like, I almost feel like I have to put on the brakes when I say, okay, Maria, it's been a great show. Have a great day. And then I want to just say, I love you. And I don't say it. So it sounds awkward. It just sounds awkward. So he's like, I said, so can I say, I love you. He's like, yes, of course, you guys. If that's the way. So I said, yeah, I mean, the world needs more love in the world. And, you know, Maria, you're my best friend. And we friend. do love you each other. inspire me. You motivate me. I love you. You, you <laughs> just, I just love you so much. And so now I'm so happy that going forward from episode, the um, time management episode, uh, I think this is what, 28. Yeah. Episode number 28, that I can say, I love you when we sign off. So. That's great, Kelly. You know yeah. I love you, too. So I'm happy to be free to say it, too. We're both collaborators, business partners, and also we love each other. Yes, and we're sister-in-laws and friends. So anyway. That's right. Um, so we will go to the quote of the week. And um, thank you guys so much for hanging with us and listening. And we'd love to hear what you're doing for time management. And another tip we got from our podcast coaches we want to send everyone to our website. That's our new thing. One call to action. Go to championsmojo.com. Everything is there. If you want to download shows, if you want to contact us, that is where we hope that if you want to hear more of other episodes and find out more about Maria and I, please go to championsmojo.com. Yes. I love you, Kelly. Thank you for, for being my partner. We will see you next week. I love you. Love you too. Have a great afternoon. You too. Bye-bye. 
This week's quote of the week comes from Henry David Thoreau. It is not enough to be busy. So are the ants. The question is, what are we busy about? We are so grateful that you spent this time with us today. And we hope that you heard something that inspired, motivated, and educated you. Please see below for our copy of the show notes for any links or important information referenced here. Signing off for myself and champion co-host Kelly Palace. we hope you'll join us again soon. And we know you can be a champion. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Champions Mojo podcast, designed to make you feel inspired, motivated, and educated. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Also, visit championsmojo.com to learn more.